good afternoon, everybody. Today is Thursday, March 9th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. And yes, this is an unusual time for me. Those that are normally here live will know that. Those listening later, you may not notice the time difference. But I did not make it in time for the 11 a.m. And I was trying to see when would be the best time to get it started. And I didn't want to miss this um, this episode. It was important to me to to keep going. So here I am, and here we are. Today we are continuing in the book of Daniel with chapter 4 through 6. And we are reading out of the NASB 1977 edition. Chapter 4. Nebuchadnezzar the king to all peoples, nation, and men of every language that live in all the earth. May your peace abound. Now, the word king in Hebrew means malek, M-E-L-E-K. It appears over 2,500 times in the Old Testament and has referred to Artaxerxes and as... Uh, I think that's an Ezekiel 4.8. Darius or Darius. I know I'm saying that one wrong. And that one is in Ezekiel 5.6 and Daniel 6.2. Cyrus, Nebuchadnezzar, and Belshazzar, which is Daniel. It has seemed good to me to declare the signs and wonders which the Most High God has done for me. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at ease in my house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream and it made me fearful. And these fantasies as I lay on my bed and the visions in my mind kept alarming me. So I gave orders to bring into my presence all the wise men of Babylon that they may make known, might make known to me the interpretation of the dream. Then the magicians, the conjurers, the Chaldeans, and the diviners came in, and I related the dream to them, but they could not make its interpretation known to me. But finally, Daniel came, came in before me, whose name is Belshazzar, according to the name of my God, and in whom is the spirit of the holy gods, and I related the dream to him, saying, O Belshazzar, Belshazzar, chief of the magicians, since I know that a spirit of the holy gods is in you, and no mystery baffles you, tell me the visions of my dream which I have seen, along with its interpretation. Now these were the visions in my mind as I lay on my bed. I was looking, and behold, there was a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew large and became strong, and its height reached to the sky, and it was visible to the end of the whole earth. Its foliage was beautiful and its fruit abundant, and in it was food for all. The beast of the field found shade under it, and the birds of the sky dwelt in its branches, and all living creatures spread themselves from it. I was looking in the visions in my mind as I lay on my bed, and behold, an angelic watcher, a holy one, descended from heaven. He shouted and spoke as follows, Chop down the tree and cut off its branches. 
strip off its foliage and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts flee from under it and the birds from its branches. Let leave the stump, yet leave the stump with its roots in the ground, but with a band of iron and bronze around it in the new grass of the field. And let him be drenched with the dew of heaven and let him share with the beast in the grass of the earth. Let his mind be changed from that of a man and let a beast mind be given to him and let seven periods of time pass over him. This sentence is by the decree of the angelic watchers and the decision is a command of the holy ones in order that the living may know that the most high is ruler over the realm of mankind and bestows it on whom he wishes and sets over it the lowliest of men. This is the dream which I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belshazzar, have seen. Now you, Belshazzar, tell me its interpretation, inasmuch as none of the wise men of my kingdom is able to make known to me the interpretation. But you are able, for a spirit of the holy gods is in you. Then Daniel, whose name is Belshazzar, was appalled for a while as his thoughts alarmed him. The king responded and said, Belshazzar, do not let the dream words in Belshazzar answered and said, My lord, if only the dream applied to those who hate you and its interpretation to your adversaries. Adversaries. The tree that you saw, which became large and grew strong, whose height reached to the sky and was visible to all the earth, and whose foliage was beautiful and its fruit abundant, and in which was food for all, under which the beast of the field dwelt, and in whose branches the birds of the sky lodged. It is you, O king, for you have become great and grown strong, and your majesty has become great and reached to the sky in your dominion to the end of the earth. And in that, the king's son, angelic watcher, a holy one, descending from heaven and saying, Chop down the tree and destroy it, yet leave the stump with its roots in the ground, but with a band of iron and bronze around it in the new grass of the field, and let him be drenched with the dew of heaven, and, and let him share with the beast of the field until seven periods of time pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my lord the king, that you be driven away from mankind, and your dwelling place be with the beast of the field, and you be given grass to eat like cattle, and be drenched with the dew of heaven, and seven periods of time will pass over you until you recognize that the Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind, and bestows it on whomever he wishes. And then, and in that, it was commanded to leave the stump with the roots of the tree. Your kingdom will be assured to you after you recognize that it is heaven that rules. Therefore, O king, may my advice be pleasing to you. Break away now from your sins by doing righteousness and from your inequities by showing mercy to the poor in case there may be a prolonging of your prosperity. All, all this happened to Nebuchadnezzar the king. Twelve months later, he was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. The king reflected and said, Is this not Babylon the Great, which I myself has built? 
have built as a royal residence by the might of my power and for the glory of my majesty? While the word was in the king's mouth, a voice came from heaven saying, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is declared, Sovereignty has been removed from you, and you will be driven away from mankind, and your dwelling place will be with the beast of the field. You will be given grass to eat like cattle, and seven periods of time will pass over you until you recognize that the Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind and bestows it on whomever he wishes. Immediately, the word concerning Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled, and he was driven away from mankind and began eating grass like cattle. And his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. But at the end of that period, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven, and my reason returned to me, and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing. But he does according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And no one can ward off his hand or say to him, What hast thou done? At that time my reason returned to me, and my majesty and splendor were restored to me for the glory of my kingdom. And my counselors and my nobles began seeking me out. So I was reestablished and my sovereignty and surpassing greatness was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise, exalt, and honor the King of heaven for all his works are true in his ways, just. And he is able to humble those who walk in pride. Daniel chapter 5. Belshazzar, the king, held a great feast for a thousand of his nobles, and he was drinking wine in the presence of the thousand. When Belshazzar tasted the wine, he gave orders to bring the gold and silver vessels which Nebuchadnezzar, the, his father, had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem, in order that the king and his nobles, his wives, and his concubines might drink from them. Then they brought the gold vessels that had been taken out of the temple the house of God, which was in Jerusalem, and the king and his nobles, his wives, and his concubines drank from them. They drank the wine and praised the gods of gold and silver, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Suddenly the fingers of a man's hand emerged and began writing opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the back of the hand that did the writing. Then the king's face grew pale, and his thoughts alarmed him, and his hip joints went slack, and his knees began knocking together. The king called aloud to bring in the conjurers, the Chaldeans, and the diviners. The king spoke and said to the wise men of Babylon, Any man who can read this inscription and explain its interpretation to me will be clothed with purple and have a necklace of gold around his neck, and have authority as third ruler in the kingdom. Then all the king's wise men came, came in, but they could not read the inscription or make known its interpretation to the king. Then King Belshazzar was greatly alarmed. His face grew even paler, and his nobles were perplexed. 
The queen entered the banquet hall because of the words of the king and his nobles. The queen spoke and said, O king, live forever. Do not let your thoughts alarm you or your face be pale. There is a man in your kingdom in whom is a spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of your father, illumination, insight, and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, appointed him chief of the magicians, conjurers, Chaldeans, and diviners. This was because an extraordinary spirit, knowledge, and insight, interpretation of dreams, explanation of enigmas, and solving of difficult problems were found in this. In this Daniel, whom the king named Belshazzar, let Daniel now be summoned, and he will declare the interpretation. Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Are you that Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, whom my father the king brought from Judah? Now I have heard about you, that a spirit of the gods is in you, and that illumination, insight, and extraordinary wisdom have been found in you. Just now the wise men and the conjurers were brought in before me, that they may, might read this inscription and make its interpretation known to me. But they could not declare the interpretation of the message. But I personally have heard about you, that you are able to give interpretations and solve difficult problems, now, if you are able to read the inscription and make its interpretation known to me, you will be clothed with purple and wear a necklace of gold around your neck, and you will have authority as the third ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Keep your gifts for yourself or give your rewards to someone else. However, I will read the inscription to the king and make the interpretation known to him. O King, the Most High God, granted sovereignty, grandeur, glory, and majesty to Nebuchadnezzar, your father. And because of the grandeur which he bestowed on him, all the peoples, nation, nations, and men of every language feared and trembled before him. Whomever he wished, he killed, and whomever he wished, he spared alive. And whomever he wished... He elevated, and whomever he wished, he humbled. But when his heart was lifted up, and his spirit became so proud that he behaved arrogantly, he was deposed from his royal throne, and his glory taken away from was taken away from him. He was also driven away from mankind, and his heart was made like that of beast. And his dwelling place was get was with the wild donkeys. He was given grass to eat like cattle, and his body was drenched with dew, with the dew of heaven until he recognized that the Most High God is ruler over the realm of mankind, and that he sets over it whomever he wishes. Yet you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, even though you knew all this. But you have exalted yourself against the Lord of heaven, and they have brought the vessels of his house before you, and you and your nobles, your wives, and your concubines have been drinking wine from them. And you have praised the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which do not see, hear, or understand. But the God in whose hand are your life breath and your ways you have not glorified. That kind of reminds me of now, you know. Um, 
When people go through hard times, it creates strong people. Strong people create good times. And in those good times, laziness and ungratefulness takes place. And so that's kind of what seems to be going on here. 24. Then the hand was sent from him, and this inscription was written out. Now this is the inscription that was written out. Mene, mene, tekel a parson. This is the interpretation of the message. Mene, God, has, number, has numbered your kingdom and put an end to it. Tekel, T-E-K-E-L, you have been weighed on the scales and found deficient. Perez, P-E-R-E-S, your kingdom has been divided and given over to the, Med the Medes and the Parisians. Then Belshazzar gave orders, and they clothed Daniel with purple and put a necklace of gold around his neck and issued a proclamation concerning him that he now had authority as the th third ruler in the kingdom. That same night, Belshazzar, the Chaldean king, was slain. So Darius the Mede received the kingdom at about age of 62. Daniel's position as third in the kingdom was short-lived because that very night, Babylon fell to the Medo persian Empire. This meant that shortly the Jews would be allowed to return to their land. Daniel 6, and we're going to stop on this chapter. This will be the last chapter we read today. Um, on Tuesday, not Tuesday, I'm sorry, on Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we'll pick up with Daniel 7. It seemed good to Darius to appoint satraps over the kingdom that they should be in charge of the whole kingdom and over them three commissioners of whom Daniel was one, that these satraps might be accountable to them and that the king might not suffer loss. Then Daniel began distinguishing himself among the commissioners and satraps because of the because he possessed an extraordinary spirit and the plan and the king planned to appoint him over the entire kingdom. Then the commissioners and the satraps began to trying to find a ground of accusation against Daniel in regard to the government affairs, but they could find no ground of accusation or evidence of corruption inasmuch as he was faithful and no negligence or corruption was to be found in him. Then these men said, We shall not find any ground of accusation against this Daniel unless we find it against him with regard to the law of his God. Then these commissioners and satraps came by agreement to the king and spoke to him as follows. King Darius, live forever. All the commissioners of the kingdom, the prefects and the satraps, the high officials and the governors have consulted together that the king should establish a statute and enforce an injunction that anyone who makes a petition to any god or man besides you, O king, for 30 days shall be cast into the lion's den. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it may not be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which may not be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document, that is, the injunction. Now, when Daniel knew that the document was signed, he entered his house. Now, in his roof chamber, he had windows open toward Jerusalem. 
And he continued kneeling on his knees three times a day, praying and giving thanks before his God, as he had been doing previously. Now recall, you know, in scripture it says, you know, that we we are not to be praying and be like out in the public square for people to see us and acknowledge our praying, but pray in, in private. And that's what Daniel's doing. He's praying in private, just like it is written and has been told to him to do, but he's not hiding. He's got his windows open, just like he does every day. And he's continuing to give thanks to God, um, just like he's always done. 611. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and supplication before his God. Then they approached and spoke before the king about the king's injunction. Did you not sign an injunction that any man who makes a petition to any God or man besides you, O king, for 30 days is to be cast into the lion's den? The king answered and said, The statement is true according to the law of the Medes, in the Persians, which may not be revoked. Then they answered and spoke before the king Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or to the injunction which you signed, but keeps making his petition three times a day. Then, as soon as the king heard this statement, he was deeply distressed and set his mind on delivering Daniel. And even until sunset, he kept exerting himself to rescue him. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said to the king, Recognize, O king, that it is a law of the Medes and Persians that no injunction or statute which the king establishes may be changed. Then the king gave orders, and Daniel was brought in and cast into the lion's den. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Your God, whom you can constantly serve, will himself deliver you. And a stone was brought and laid over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet rings of his nobles, so that nothing might be changed in regard to Daniel. Then the king went on to his palace and spent the night fasting, and no entertainment was brought before him, and his slept fled from him. Then the king arose with the dawn at the break of day and went in haste to the lion's den. See, the king really didn't want to do that bit because that was his decree. He had to still go along with what he had, had declared. But you see, he was fasting and didn't want any entertainment and he didn't sleep. He was, you know, and that's, that's the power of fasting and prayer. Too, it's so important. And when he had come near the den to Daniel, he cried out with a troubled voice. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you constantly serve, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel spoke to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths, and they have not harmed me inasmuch as I was found innocent before him. And also toward you, O king, I have committed no crime. Then the king was very pleased and gave orders for Daniel to be taken up out of the lions, out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den with no injury, whatever was found on him, because he had trusted in his God. The king then gave orders and they brought those men who had 
maliciously accused Daniel and they cast them with their children, excuse me, they cast them, their children and their wives into the lion's den. And they had not reached the bottom of the den before the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. This famous event took place when Daniel was an old man, contrary to the representation of it in much of Christian art. Daniel was brought to Babylon in 606 BC, probably as a teenager, and the incident in the lion's den could not have been before 539 BC. Therefore, Daniel was probably in his 80s when this happened. Daniel 6.25 Then Darius the king wrote to all the peoples, nations, and men of every language who were living in all the land, May your peace abound. And peace is uh, welfare or prosperity. I make a decree that in all the dominion of my kingdom, men are to fear and tremble before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and enduring forever. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed and his dominion will be forever. He delivers and rescues and performs signs and wonders in heaven and on earth who has also delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel enjoyed success of the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. And that wraps up chapter six. Like I said, on Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, we'll pick up chapter seven. Um, tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern, I will have Jeff with me. Um, we are going to be talking about the blood moons and some of the end time prophecies. So if you want to join us, please do. Um, that will be recorded and will be posted. So as long as everything goes well, that will be going on. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just say a quick prayer because Bards is up next at 4 p.m. Eastern with Bended Knee. And I'm going to need to take my dogs out real quick before I do. Uh, thank you all for being here, for tuning in live, and those that are listening later, I appreciate you. Sorry about the change of time. I know it was a little off when they noticed, but um, I'm glad that I was able to still get this recording finished. If you'll uh, bow your heads and close your eyes unless you're driving. If you're driving like Kitty is, please don't drive. Uh, close your eyes. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that you've gathered us together here and allowed us to read the word of Daniel to, to become closer to you and your promise and see, just like you shut the mouths of the lions, you will stop all of our enemies and all of the evil that tries to harm us as long as we are, are doing righteous by your name and, and your, your name's sake and what you declare as law. Father, we, we lift up all of our, our family of Bard's Nation and Celtic Christian to you, Father, um, that any of their needs be met, any of their prayers be heard. Father, I ask that you lift up my husband and his dad as and the family as they are getting ready to say goodbye to his father. Father, I, I just pray to you for his salvation, that you you, you come to him and, and that he repent to you. Um, as a Christian, I know that he knows of Jesus, but, but Father, I just pray that he repent of his sins and and that his death be be short, that it not be, be drawn out and that he not suffer. Uh, Father, I pray for all of our lost children 
and the ones that are being abused and hurt and neglected, Father, I lift them up to you and I pray for their rescue. I pray, pray for their deliverance. And for those that are causing them harm, I pray for your swift and mighty justice to be delivered. Father, thank you so much for all of the blessings you've bestowed upon us, for the ability for us to be able to discern between good and bad, and to know when it is Lucifer trying to manipulate us, because things that are bad are from him. All good and glory comes from you, Father. So I just pray that that you come to uh, in us and you use us to help glorify your name and help find others that are lost and seeking and that we may help speak to them, that you use us to speak to them so that we may help save and rescue them so they may know Jesus and be redeemed. It's in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. I'm going to close it with some music here. Thank you guys for being here. Sorry about the animals. Um, we may have one more after tonight. Uh, maybe Monday is probably going to be the last day of the noises. Then we'll have all the equipment will be in and I'll have everything set up. So we won't have all the noise. Maybe I'll soundbite the chicken and the rooster though. Anyway, love you guys. Have a wonderful, blessed day. And I will see you guys on Bended Knee in about 15 minutes. God bless. Looks like you guys get a chance to hear the turkeys and the geese today. So I'm in a different spot trying to check how the sound would be.